Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware, and when the plot is strange <laughs> and the book's no good, <laughs> who are you going to call? Ghost Writers! <laughs> I'm Em. I'm Anna. I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> this week on Shelf Aware, we read the first of the ghostwritten Animorphs books the extreme mm-hmm. yes, yes 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 we okay. did this is a marco point of view which i feel like marco is just especially bad um well he's not good <laughs> marco has regressed <laughs> marco i think that like probably marco was bad in this yes. book and jake was tolerable yeah. So I think what happened was the ghostwriters got like a specs, a, like a list of like plot points of like the characters <laughs> and didn't like, I like, I don't think that you do when you're a ghostwriter. I don't think you have to do that much prep. I think they pretty much just give you like, this is what you're supposed here's what to write. The characters are like, here's what's happening, yeah. you know, and then you flesh it out. Which like no shade to ghostwriters. That seems like a pretty I would love that gig. job to All do. All the fun of writing without having to use, like come up with stuff on your own. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hardest part. Yeah, and like I mean like I definitely think that it takes like a certain type of creativity to be able to like write something according to like a very specific you have to hit these yeah. plot points, right? And well and to match to the tone and the pacing and everything. Yeah. Yes. So like no difficult. shade to the ghostwriters of the series, which we should say the first ghostwriter of the series is uh a man by the name of Jeffrey Zulki. Zulk? Mm-hmm. Jeff. Good job, Jeff. So good job, Jeff. You did you did great. And I don't think that Marco we sucks. Jeff? We're gonna. Um I don't think that Marco sucks because of Jeff. I think that Marco sucks because of like the fact that this is ghost given. written. And probably Kay yes. Applegate gave him like a list that was like, he's horny for girls. He makes jokes. <laughs> he thinks he's all he thinks that. he's cool. And like we just got and a lot he's of that. Obnoxious. Yes. And it was yeah. Not great i would say it wasn't i feel like this is the marco i feared mm-hmm. back when we first started this series and I was yes. like, i'm not gonna like the marco pov at all because i thought this is what it was gonna be and we got into it we loved we i think every marco pov up to this one pretty much has been you know yeah the the david one was kind of in yeah it was yeah they were all pretty solid there, I haven't had any complaints about Marco as a narrator. The David one was yes. black because that was the middle book of the trilogy. And he was all salty about David. Yeah. Like, whatever. But like, it just wasn't, it wasn't, Marco is, Marco, mm-hmm. Marco's doing some things here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you can get into it. Yeah, let's, let's just go ahead Marco and do it. Let's just do it. Let's do the damn thing. Okay. Becca from... Becky? Becca? I think it's Becca from The Bachelorette. <laughs> I watched exactly I'm... one season of The Bachelor and one season of The Bachelorette <laughs> and one season of Bachelor in Paradise, and that was enough for me for my whole life. You're an authority. But there was there was one of The Bachelorettes. I don't know if I actually watched if it was her season or if she was on The Bachelor season, and I just know of her from Twitter, but she says, let's do the damn thing all the time, and it's very annoying. Oh. I have never seen the bachelor nor have i ever had the desire to even ironically to watch it i will say once i started watching it i get the appeal because i was like Mm. especially bachelor in paradise that is definitely the standout of because that's like 
a bunch of horny people all together on an island making out instead of just like one horny man making out with a bunch of women um or vice versa yeah i don't like i don't care for that setup <laughs> but like i do get it because it is like just so like it's such a big chunk of time to sit through an episode cuz like a lot of the episodes are like 2 hours long Mm-hmm. And it's, like, nothing really happens, so you don't really have to concentrate. But then, like, a couple really dramatic things will happen, so you have a lot of stuff to talk about. So I get it. It's I just, I... after a year of doing it, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels kind of, like, icky a little bit to me. Like, it definitely not, is. Like, the culture of judging people and how good they would be with another person. Mm-hmm. None of these people whom you really know and are all edited the crap out yes. of Yes. I love reality television, but more along the brand of, like, let's all compete to see who can do X, Y, Z the best or the worst in the case of Nailed It. I think also I really prefer Bachelor in Paradise to the other two because Bachelor and Bachelorette are, like, it's such a weird setup of, like, a bunch of people all pretend, like, they have to be pretending, like, that they're in love with this person after knowing them for a few weeks, and that doesn't make sense to me at all. Whereas Bachelor in Paradise, Mm -hmm. it's, like, people can snake dates from each other so that brings more of the competition element i guess um (laughs) who is the most horny right it's like a horniness competition instead of like a romance competition you know although still bachelor in paradise does typically from what i've seen end with proposals which again madness but Mm. yeah i i I don't recommend it. And also, like, it has a lot of problems in terms of, like, sexism, racism. Like, it's a racist show. Like, that let's be I real. Um, yes. But this isn't a Bachelor podcast, so. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> um, Do you remember, like, this was probably, I want to say early 2000s, probably close to the time that this book came out, mm-hmm. that... Re- that Joe romance. Millionaire. Yes, Joe Millionaire. <laughs> How'd you know I was gonna bring up Joe Millionaire? Do you remember Joe Millionaire? I didn't watch In which Joe the premise was that a rather average looking, non non not t- atypical bachelor style contestant. Mm-hmm. They pretended he was rich and then he tried to woo all these women and at the end he would reveal that he wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like... It, and it would still see if the girl wanted to be with him. It is a deeply problematic premise. Um, <laughs> I never, what a wild time to be making television. I know, right? I feel like that was, like... It's also Beauty and the Geek. Beauty and the Geek. I'm trying to think, like, some yeah. of the MTV ones, because they were all the, like, shot at love with Tila Tequila and... Oh, my gosh. Uh, Room Raiders. What's the one with the clock? The guy with the clock. What's the one with the where the parents? Oh, parental control. Parental control. Yes, parental control. Parental control was my shit. I'm not gonna lie. I did really enjoy those at the time because it was always. But I'm a I'm an adult now. It was always parental control. Date my mom, and oh my god. Uh, what was and the other readers. one? No, what was the other dating one that was on MTV? Oh. Oh, it's the one where they're all on a bus together, and then it's, like, the person that they're dating. Next. Yeah, what is next? Next. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. They're all so gross. (laughs) I would still fuck with some parental control, though. I would would kind of. I feel like if they rebooted that, that, I probably would watch it. (laughs) 
Just the idea of like going on a date and knowing your parents are going to watch you try yes. and like make out with this person. Hardcore. I think the thing with the MTV ones was that that made them, I feel, superior to The Bachelor is that mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. there was always like the understanding that this was like for a date, not like to get married. So it wasn't as like deeply problematic to be like, you're going to meet on this TV show because, like, if you don't like each other after a couple days, you could, it's fine. It's yes, not a big deal. You could just, like, Whereas, yeah. like, The Bachelor is built on the premise that, like, you will stay together forever and then the tabloids, <laughs> like, tear you apart a couple months later when you don't. When you break up. Yeah, inevitably. Yeah. Um, that is, like, not knowing they're on, like, what, at, like, season 5,000? Like, yeah. knowing how the past couples of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever, have been treated in media why would you do that i don't the money cannot be worth it because i'm sure you don't make that much you don't like i've I've read like interviews with um women who have like gone on it and stuff and like you don't make money on the show because this was my other thing mtv always gave you that cold hard cash baby yes like next you got money that's the reason you were all there you're pretending to be horny for money that's fine yes i can get on board with that (laughs) but the bachelor teenagers being horny for money Mm. a plus bachelor is like you have to um like you can make a profit off of it by being instagram famous right like yes, that's where yeah. the money or if is you, yeah yeah be a lifestyle influencer style so again it's more pretending to like a bland white product in order to like appeal to the you know like mm-hmm. i just i think that it it's so many layers of like fakery you know agreed yeah it makes me uncomfortable to think about but i know absolutely if i did start watching another season i would get into it because that happened for a year and i had to make like the conscious decision like this is not anyway this is the year we're here to talk about we're here to talk about animorphs yeah marco marco's a bachelor though you guys and he's out on the prowl looking for any woman to go on a date with him and by woman i mean young teenage girl because they are all children (laughs) And he finds one. And he does. Uh, on accident. Marco gets asked out on a date by cute girl Marion, who I guess they were in like music appreciation class or some shit. And yeah. Marco pretended to really love Beethoven. And Marion was like, do you want to go to the symphony with me? My father has procured tickets. And Marco's like, yeah, awesome. And then he falls asleep during it. And when he wakes up, everyone is gone, including Marion. Like, this whole auditorium of people and workers and musicians and everything just, like, fucked off. They're like, this kid fell asleep on a date. Hilarious. I think it was supposed to be less that, like, he fell asleep and everybody was like, fuck off. We're leaving as a, like. A collective. As a society, everyone came together and been like, punish this trash boy. I think probably it's just he slept through the show and they all left because it was the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like no one bothered to wake him up. There was no like none of the janitors or custodial workers or crew or even like the maestro (laughs) didn't step down and be like, young man, we need to close this place. (laughs) You have to leave. Please sleep more. I feel like if we got a Netflix adaptation of this book series and it did every single book, that would be the scene, right? It would be like Marco falling asleep because he's so tired from being an anamorph. And then like a kindly old janitor is like, you got to get up, kid. But like, we didn't see that because with left hours ago. Yeah. (laughs) 
Also oh, important boy. to note about this date, all of the other Andalites stalk Marion and for three whole days. For three whole days. And especially Cassie. Cassie seems very Cassie much not a not fan of this girl that Marco is dating for some reason. Oh, I wonder why. Wow. What could it be? What could it be? Why is she so mad? She's got Jake, big powerful leader Jake. Why is man. she like she just doesn't seem like your type, Marco? Do you know what we forgot to talk about in the last episode? What? Do you guys remember two weeks ago when everyone got really tiny? <laughs> and Marco said, he brought this up twice to Cassie. He's like, we could just like repopulate the world as tiny people. How we did I fuck miss a bunch that? And make lots of little Cassie Marco children. I absolutely missed that. Yes. The Marco Cassie is hot and heavy in the past two books. Marco Cassie is where it's at. It's endgame. <laughs> we've come around yes so they all stalked her for nothing and you know what nothing there's no punishment for this crime of mark falling asleep on a date with this girl that he lied to it had about. nothing to do with anything i texted you like nothing to do with the plot no i texted you like right away when i started reading this because yes. i was like like page two yeah i was like, like this mm-hmm. girl's gonna turn out to be a yerk but then like five pages in it was like I mean, maybe she was a yerk. And I'm like, okay, well, she's definitely not a yerk then if they're already bringing it up. But, like, I guess she'll be important in some way. Nope, she wasn't. No, she could have died for all we know. She maybe, (laughs) maybe she did die. She might be a yerk now. Maybe now she's like, that was so awful. I wish someone could, like, control my brain so I would never ask out terrible boys again. (laughs) And Chapman Chapman is just like, hello, Marion. I have a proposition (laughs) for you. (laughs) And she's like, um, you're my high school principal. This, or. Yeah, you're my principal. This is awkward. Why are you talking to me, a child? Yeah, I don't want you to talk to me about my love life thing. And Chapman is like, no, 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 wait. Come to the sharing, Marion. (laughs) And Tom pops up and he's like, what about me, though? What if I talk to you? (laughs) Now I'm going to write a whole fan fiction about like a Marion Tom ship. And Tom's like, bring your dad. (laughs) We have lots of hot young girls. (laughs) Bring your dad. God, I forgot when Tom did that. I'm assuming uh, her dad must be important because he got the, he got tickets to the symphony. Oh, that's true. They could infect the whole orchestra with that. Just kidding. Yeah, the Yerks don't care yeah. about the arts. No. <laughs> They're only here for STEM, not STEAM. <laughs> the day after the date, Eric approaches the Bandalites. And I was like, that was cool. We wasted a whole chapter and a half on that. But did you guys know the Yerks have found an isolated place on the planet that will allow them to build a big old base? And at this base, big they will use base. human big old base. <laughs> they will use human satellite technology to broadcast Candrona rays all across the planet. And somehow, through science fiction technology, this could turn every body of water, including your backyard swimming pools, into yerk pools. Now, this is dumb, but equally dumb is the fact that Eric shows up and is like, "Hey, I was helping stalking that girl that you're dating." <laughs> Like what? Yeah. What's going on? Okay, so like I can get, I guess, on board with the Andalites just fucking around for three days, following this te- <laughs> like this teenage girl around instead of doing anything useful. Not like they've this- ever wasted time, right? Before. Like these kids are idiots and they don't use their time correctly. But the chief, a girl interested in Marco, I don't believe we it. We gotta follow that bitch, like. But the Chi are, like, supposed to be, like, number one, super good at information, and number two, busy with things. So, like, what are they doing? Why are they involved? They're just, 
Eric's like, mm, yeah, it's my schedule a little light. Uh. I definitely have time to stalk a teenage girl. I will also yeah. mention in this section that I, again, am so old that I was a servant of Beethoven, apparently. So like, yeah, I was his valet. So that's like a fun, a fun level to add to the fact that I'm stalking a teenage girl. Also, like Eric comes to these kids during their gym class and he doesn't even go to their school. <laughs> But he has the holograph projection, so it doesn't matter. He can make everything look guess, like whatever. Is he not just projecting himself as human self? Well, because that's how the Bandalites see him. They're like, there's human Eric. Straight up. I don't think that I would. Okay, this might be saying more about me, but I don't think that if some mm. random person walked into my study hall, I would like as a high schooler or a middle schooler. I can't remember how old these kids are. But I probably wouldn't notice or care because I'd just be like, mm. eh, I guess I just never noticed them before. I guess it depends on how big the school is. Yeah. Um, Eric also tells the Bandalites that they have found where Visser 3 takes his meals now. So instead of like going and ambushing Visser 3 while he dines on grass and flowers and like killing him, they're like, no, we're going to take this information about Visser 3 at his most vulnerable. And, and instead of killing him outright, we're going to morph into birds and then into flies and and then sneak onto his blade ship with him so we can go with him to this new isolated location that we have no idea where it is except for that's far away and it's isolated. We're going to go with him. And we're going to have the chi pretend to be us so that our parents don't know that we're missing for several days. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah, because they, they're gone for like a week. <laughs> this is their first big mission big big yeah yeah i think we've the only other times we've had like that's the thing i did like the idea of this book of like okay we're going on a field trip because the only other times we've gotten field trips are like when they go back in time and and then it all gets undone so like i appreciated the fact that we're branching out yeah we need to widen the scope of this series but then we got there and i was like this is so boring this is so dumb. I was very disappointed because this is the book, for some reason, I don't know if it's just because there's a polar bear on the cover or what, but like this is the book that stands out most in my mind mm-hmm. from my childhood of reading this series. And I get, I remembered it being like so cool. Like they're on the verge of death and they find the polar bear morph at the last minute. Spoilers. There's a polar bear on the cover though, so not really. Um, and you know, they almost die. It's really cool and tense and stuff. That's what I remembered vaguely reading as a child. But today, me, not so much. Uh, you know what this book is? What? It's the Animorphs does hatchet. Oh, my God. But, like, without a hatchet or any tools yeah. at all. It's just the wilderness versus boy or versus children. <laughs> and we don't like that on this podcast. <laughs> we don't. No. We, we historically do not care for that genre. <laughs> This is the Robinsonade Animorphs book we didn't want. It is, and it's not good. Because even when they did it better with dinosaurs, that was also there was dinosaurs, so that's kind of. And I think, but I think also during the dinosaur one, we kind of had the same problem of like the middle part. We were like, oh, and then it's just like a bunch of tromping around the forest and trying to survive. Like no one cares. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just want more plots. I want more plots and like. Uh no tea time. Here's what you want. You want more romance. Okay, do not. Lie. Number one, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I want everybody to start making that immediately. Um, no, sorry, I lied. I want everyone to made to age up to be eighteen plus and go. then start making out. Um, yes, but I want more like political intrigue stuff. Yeah, I want more. I want them to get smarter. Yeah. Like it's been twenty five books. They should be smarter by mm-hmm. now. 
But I guess like in they haven't even like had a summer vacation yet. So this is also within the same school year, which is bonkers because I feel like I've been reading these books for my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) We've been reading these books longer than the children of age. I think so. Yeah, because it was last summer (laughs) that we started. So we've gone through over. Memories Mm. all alone in the moonlight. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all alone at the North Pole. <laughs> Axe was beautiful then. <laughs> so they all become birds. They go to the meadow. Then they morph into flies and attach themselves to Visor Three's belly. And they all go on the blade ship with him. But they overhear that the trip is going to take three and a half hours, which is definitely over their two-hour morphing limit, and they do not want to be stuck as flies for the rest of their lives. So they have to come up with a plan to demorph and remorph. This plan... They come up with plans. I'm like, there's so many things that could have gone wrong with this plan. Why didn't you just, like, why didn't you just buzz away as flies and find a corner and whatever, whatever. Here was their plan. Axe Thought Speaks to some Hork-Bajir controllers, assumably only to them, to come to Visser 3's room. And he's doing an impression of Visser 3, by the way. So he thought speaks. He's like, okay, hey, get in here. I need you. And then they get in there. But real Visser 3 is like, how dare you interrupt me? I'm, I don't know, doing some secretive Visser 3 bullshit in here. I don't know. He's this, He has a room and there's no furniture in it because Andalites don't need furniture. And there's like a wall. What is he doing in there's there? There's like a wall of like torture devices from various like alien species. He's got an Iron Maiden in there. I think he's writing in his diary, but it's bad poetry <laughs> and song lyrics. I, I just, I, I know eventually we're going to get it, I think, because there is a book called Visser. And I really hope it's Visser 3. I assume it is, but maybe it's going to end up being like Visser 1 or something like that. Um, I hope it's Visser 3's rise to the but top. I, just, I really want to know what's going on in Visser's head at this point. I just want to know. I do too. He's got to feel real bad that some five punks, six punks keep beating him all the time. And he doesn't even know that they're kids Yeah, yet. you know what? It's going to be really tragic when Visser 3 does find out that they are humans because, like... They were just children Children humans. Because, you know, like, the thing is, we've seen Visser 3 in Hork-Bajir. We've seen Visser 3 in Andalite. We've talked about this. The thing about Visser 3 is that he becomes intensely and possibly sexually obsessed with any Andalite he crosses the path of. So he you definitely thinks these are fully adult Andalites. Oh, my God, Yes. And he's horny. <laughs> really? I really suspect that Visser 3. But he knows Axe is a he child. Knows Axe he knows is a Axe child. is a child. But he would... So he's like, no, I was horny for his older brother, but not right. him. I, I feel like Visser 3 has got to have some intense psychosexual feelings going on at this point. Yes. Yes. He's... Mm. And I think it's going to be very troubling for him when he finds out these are five human children. He's writing in his diary... The one who turns into a tiger. What do you think he is like? I bet he is the strongest Andalite I've ever seen. I bet his blue fur glistens in the moonlight. And when he runs over leaves and grass, he eats them daintily. I can't wait for the day when I can beat him in his true form. And he holds his bladed tail against my neck, pressing it into my throat. The blood will drip (laughs) down my chest and I'll look him in the eyes and I'll say I always knew it would be you. (laughs) I long to wrestle him. 
I long to get my <laughs> tiny little andalite arms around his glistening next haunches. <laughs> next time I see him, I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna morph something really big and just eat him right up. <laughs> just I just I want him inside of me. I hope I hope he cries so I may absorb his tears. And we're gonna get to book fifty three or whatever, and Jake's gonna be like, "It's time you knew Vista three and Vista three's gonna be like, "Yes, yes, yes," and Jake's gonna be like, "It's been us this whole time." He morphs and Vista three's like, "Oh shit, oh shit!" No, Vista three's gonna be like, "Who are you?" Because <laughs> he doesn't know who they are, but he knows what a child is, and he's gonna have yeah, to come to terms with that. Is. Like, oh, oh God, no. <laughs> Burn my diaries, all of them. <laughs> no one must know. Oh. oh, the drawings I keep beneath the mattress I don't need because I'm an Andalite. <laughs> I only have that mattress to hide oh my, my drawings, my sketchings. <laughs> if I had a mouth, I'd be vomiting. <laughs> Thought speaks Lord Bajir controllers to come to Visor 3's room, and they do. And Visor 3 <laughs> hastily covers up his drawings of hunky andalites. He's <laughs> like, Get out of here, I'm embarrassed. Um, and he flies. <laughs> this is he's so embarrassed, he flies into a rage and he kills one of the Hork Bajir, and then I guess just chases the rest of them around the ship. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Visor. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves the room, which gives the Bandalites the opportunity to demorph and remorph. Uh, but a taxon walks in on them during. And Axe has, like, got enough Andalite left that he can cut the taxon in half. And then it just, like, it just turns and starts to fucking eat it. I was not okay with this. <laughs> I was not. That was just de- the definitely morbid moment for yeah, me. Yeah, it was for me, too. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. We get it. Taxons are fucking hungry. Please stop. <laughs> they're nasty little freaks. Please stop giving us taxon details. We do not want them. <laughs> I think the other thing that annoys me so much about the taxons is just how much everybody else in the universe is just like, you know what? Fuck the taxons. Because like the taxons are disgusting. Everybody is like life like cassie and the andalites and anybody who has like a moral opinion about stuff is always like life is precious and we must preserve it at all costs except for the fucking taxons man i hope they eat themselves whatever (laughs) they are so goddamn hungry and cannibalistic they will eat their own bodies I just don't want them around it's me or my much. children. I can't wait to read the Taxon Chronicles, and it's just like, and then I ate, but the ta- and I continued to consume. The taxon- I consume so much flesh. The Taxons are literally the only aliens that don't get a Chronicles in this series, though, is the thing. Oh, thank God. Thank you got, God. Like, Pork-Bajir, Andalite, Visser, which is going to be Yerks. And then uh, mm. the Elemist Chronicles, but no taxons. Like, hey, Applegate no, was like, yeah. I have created she a cursed knew. creature and I cannot. She's like, this is my outlet for violence in this young adult series that I need, but I, I don't think my publisher will let me get away <laughs> with writing from their viewpoint. The taxons are to Kay Applegate what Edward is to Stephanie Meyer. Okay. <laughs> like, in 30 years she'll come out with the taxon book and she'll be like this book was my nemesis like, i hated living in their head it was disgusting and i don't know why i created them 
<laughs> Why did I? But it, you know, it's just what the characters would do. It is. So my hands were tied. They speak. They speak through me. <laughs> we're never gonna be rid of Twilight. <laughs> Anyway, the jig is up. Visser 3 knows the Bandalites are on the ship because I guess that's the only reason a taxon would eat itself. <laughs> I mean, I think that, like, the taxon gets cut in half. So, like, I think he's like, ah, mm. something had to do the cutting part. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that taxon was so hungry. He cut it so himself out. in half. <laughs> he was like, I gotta eat my butt. Uh, I just... <laughs> I didn't pack my lunch today. I guess I have to eat my butt again. Guess I gotta eat that butt. I used to be such a long taxon. I've eaten so many butts. I'm just a quarter of what I used to be. I mean, now. this is a good point because when they do kill this taxon and he starts eating himself, they are like, "Oh, did we kill it?" And Axe is like, mm, "In a manner of speaking, he's now eating himself." And it's like, "What do you mean in a manner of speaking? Is he still gonna, is he alive? Is he still gonna be alive after that?" He's dead. He's like munching on his body. He's like, oh yeah, Visser 3, by the way, there's some Andalites. <laughs> they cut me in half and gave me the snack, so they're probably okay. <laughs> the Vandalites have no choice but to flee to the cargo hold. And for some reason, they go to the cargo hold and then they demorph. I guess so they can morph into their predator morphs. I Something. don't know. Something, some stupid reason. And while they're there, they see these giant glass tubes filled with what looks like are the bodies of an alien race called the Venber. But the thing about the Venber, as Axe informs us, is that this is an extinct race that had adapted to live in extremely cold temperatures, like negative 7 billion degrees or whatever. Like, if they're the temperature of water, they die. <laughs> they have to be frozen. I'm so annoyed at the Venber in this book, because mm -hmm. essentially the way mm -hmm. it is presented is that these are to the Andalites what dinosaurs are to us. And, like, that is incredibly dope. I want to read a book about alien dinosaurs. Where are the Venber Chronicles? But, like, we just, we're just not going to do anything with them in this book, huh? Uh -uh, they're just no. super boring, no. huh? No, they're just, like, they're just puppets. That's all. And they keep, like, at some point, all this build up to them, I too. I know. And they're like, oh, the Venber, they... I guess they Jurassic Parked these Venber where they like got their DNA yes. and instead of like <laughs> Venber DNA, <laughs> instead of filling it in with frog DNA, they filled it in with human DNA, maybe. With human DNA, yeah. And like, I thought that was going to be something like the Venber were going to be like, <laughs> no, they just all, they kill all of them except like two. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I, even, even like, I'm okay with them killing all of them except two, but I thought like we were going to get into it, you know, like the Venber being like, please, we are yeah. cursed creations. You must destroy please us. Like I thought it was going to be a real us. Frankenstein so we situation. Our own bodies. You know? <laughs> nope. Disappointing. Um, <laughs> anyway, they all jump out of the cargo hold because this is coming. And guess what? They're at the fucking North Pole. <laughs> they are somewhere in the Arctic. And mm -hmm. I did spend about 20 minutes cross-referencing habitats of different animals and seeing if I could pinpoint exactly where they were. And then I got That's a lot And then I got tired and took a nap instead. So They're where Santa lives. <laughs> They're with Santa. They destroyed his workshop. For some reason. All the Bandalites jump off this ship, and then for some reason, Visser 3 does not demand that they land the ship or come back and shoot the Bandalites with the Draken, Draken, Draken beams or whatever. He just, like, he just flies away, which, 
I think it was like the wolf thing, right? Wolves, maybe. I don't know. The hork whatever thing where they like the hork fall to their deaths and get eaten by wolves. And Vista 3 is like, it's fine. They're dead. I'm not going to check. Like, I think that was. Yeah, it's like the elements will take care yeah. of them. these creatures who can morph into literally fucking anything. It's like, it's fine. They're dead. I'm not it's going to check. Fine. And I'm like, how did you get to three? Like. How are you the third I'm very smartest. concerned about the rest of the visit. How are you the third best one? In the- He's like, I'm the, I am smart, but I'm also really lazy. Like, it's very good, I guess, <laughs> that you have that Andalite body because you do not have the yes. logical thinking skills to have worked your way up the ranks in this way. Nope. Nope. Uh, I think maybe he just killed everybody else and they were like, well, I guess Visitor 3, just seniority, he keeps getting promoted. It's like, what is that? Like, you get promoted until you're incompetent. That's what happened to The something principle. The Peter principle? Is that maybe it? I'm going to look it up. It's important that we know. We are at computers. We We are. We have the technology. (laughs) We have Googled (laughs) numerous times before on this podcast. The Peter Principle states that a person who is competent at a job will earn promotions to a more senior position, which requires different skills. If the person is competent in a new role, they will be promoted again and will continue to be promoted until reaching a level at which they are incompetent. Yep, that's Mr. Yeah. 3. <laughs> so, Subvisor 37 or whatever was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, he was like the best Subvisor they'd ever seen in their life. They're like, make him a Visser. Make him like Visser 12 or whatever it was he was. He was like great at that. He was really, and he was so he was good. A good Visser Twelve. Like, you know, this top three position just opened. Do you want it? And then they were like, "Oh, this was a bad choice." But like, <laughs> what can you do? He's man? here now. He signed a contract. I mean, I guess <laughs> you might as well. It it costs more to hire a new person than it does <laughs> to just keep this. He's getting close to retirement. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> maybe an Andalite will kill him. Who knows? We can hope. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Maybe we can only hope that Elfango's younger brother <laughs> kills him like he's supposed to. The Vandalites, oh my god, the Vandalites just wander around the North Pole for a while. <laughs> They're all really cold. It's just a lot of, like, descriptions of being cold. And yes. and I have some questions okay. about this part. Because, so first they're like, Margo's like a gorilla, and Jake is a tiger. And, like, obviously animals suited for warm weather. And then finally Cass is like, no, y'all should be wolves like me. Like, two two or three hours into it. She's like, y'all should be wolves. What are you doing? Um, and Axe and Tobias have to morph into fleas and hang out in the wolf's fur. Whatever. But, so, they're wandering around for, like, a day. And they have to take turns demorphing and morphing. And I guess I'm kind of confused. Because they're all wearing, like, skin-tight mm-hmm. leotards and bike shorts and t-shirts. And how do they not freeze to death immediately <laughs> once they demorph into their... Like, do I not know how cold weather works? But, like, yeah, I when don't... it is negative 6 billion degrees, how cold is that the North Pole right I don't now? know. And I also don't know how... How cold... North Pole current temp. Does it have to be to die? It doesn't tell me what the current temperature is. Is there a weather station at the North Pole? Just Okay. I mean, okay. So, in the summer, it does get it it is right at freezing temperature, but it had to have been below that, I guess. Um I just want to know what the current temperature. I don't know. I just found like a core article where someone's bragging about how they hang out outside when it's really cold and don't they don't freeze. So wow, well, fuck you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so if I mean if it's okay, they can if it's thirty two degrees Fahrenheit, zero degrees Celsius, they can they can last, yeah. I guess. 
But like the way they made it sound is like it's so windy, and then it's nighttime. It's gonna be a thousand times colder. At Look, night. we super cannot get into right now the difference between temperature and what it feels like because I have had multiple people <laughs> explain this to me, and I still don't understand. <laughs> like I do not under when people are like, <laughs> why don't we just say what the temperature right? is? Why don't we? What if it feels <laughs> like that? Chill. Why isn't that just the temperature? <sighs> what? And I've had, I've had so. I also, I, I I'm right there with you because we had this discussion together with people who were trying to explain it to us, and we were both just like, no. It's like it's like when they're like, it's 62, but it feels like it's 54. I'm like, isn't it just 54? Just say it's 54. What do you mean it feels? I don't give a shit. What are we measuring? And by no means are we asking you to explain. Yeah, it please to us don't. Because we're you never going to understand. You cannot explain it to us better than the people who already did did. And we, it, I have no, had, I have we, had an engineer and someone with a PhD. Granted, not a PhD in weather, but a PhD. Just explain this to me, and I still don't get it. Like I just don't understand. I lied and said I did, so they'd stop explaining it to so me. So they would stop explaining it because it was never going to happen. I was right there with oh, you, though, God. during this discussion. I was like, no, I was right. <laughs> why, why do we do this? Why isn't it's it just that 100% temperature? bullshit. Um, I also wanted to talk about in this part, this might be, I know we just complained about the almost the exact thing I'm going to talk about here, but there's this whole part where they're very hungry and they're like, we got to get some food. And the way they solve this is they eat a kill that the polar bear, they're following a polar bear and the polar bear pulls up a seal and eats a lot of it and they eat the rest, right? Yes. Um. Okay. So theoretically, if you are an animorph, we know this to be true. If you are an animorph. Yes. And you turn into an animal. <laughs> we know these truths to be self-evident. That animorphs are created to be eaten is where I'm going. Um. <laughs> So, like, if you were an animal, like, could, okay, just, if I was an animorph and I had, like, a pig morph or something, could I turn into the pig and have my friends eat my butt? The smartest of animals. I don't know why they don't all have pigs. Well, it's not for smart reasons. It's for tasty reasons. Could I turn into a pig and have them eat my butt and then turn into a human? And then demorph. <gasps> you just solved the world's hunger. Could I do that? Because I know for a fact in this book. Oh, my God. Rachel loses a like foot. Like, it would hurt, yeah, but then just demorph. Mm-hmm. Rachel loses a foot as a grizzly bear and then demorphs into a human and then remorphs her grizzly bear. And we've seen it before, that you can, like, lose limbs and stuff and Hold be on. fine. Did the foot stay behind when she demorphed a human or did we it? We don't know because she jumped out. Back into z We don't know. See, I think that's really the question because, but. That's the question about where the extra mass also in this book, the ones that are fleas are on yes. whoever and eat their blood. Instead yes, of they, they're mantra. Yes. So like, I think that's the better. I think that's the better solution here. Instead of because this is Cassie. Everyone become yeah. fleas and suck each other's. Blood. Or just like Marco is a little bit mad though because Axe does it without asking, which this. is a fair point. He should have asked. Yes, that is a weird thing to do. <laughs> I mean, I guess he thought he'd never find out, and he wouldn't have if he hadn't thought to ask. Right. So, but I think that that's the animorphs. I really wish they'd. I don't I don't want them to have come up with the solution because again, when the taxon did it, it was gross. But like I feel like they should have. I feel like it should have come up. I mean yeah, it is weird because they're all the same wolf. If you were an animorph and you had to uh-huh. eat one of your friends' butts, 
What animal would mm-hmm. you want them to be? Ooh. I mean And what animal would you want to be while doing it? While doing it, ooh, ooh. I mean ham is I mean pig. You've already that's the most mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. You can cook it in such a variety of ways. And I think I'd I think I'd want to be human. Like fuck being an animal while you're eating another like this I because I'm coming at it right from my from my own like I I don't I don't want to risk bacon tasting different to a dog than it does to sure. me a human because it, <laughs> that could ruin it. I think I would go with like I this is gonna sound fucked up. Yeah, I think I would go with like an elephant or something because number one, you'd want to eat an elephant. It's not so much that I want to. They'd be too tough. It's not so much that I want to eat an elephant. It's more that I think that would be the best option for the person getting eaten. Mm. Because like I feel yeah. like there's a lot of mass there. I could get a couple good like elephant burgers out of them without it being like too <laughs> painful. <laughs> you know. But you, that is more work, though, because I imagine true. an elephant's skin is a lot tougher than a succulent so pig rump. what I have to do is I have to pick up a cookie-cutter shark morph and then just mm-hmm. have Cassie mm-hmm. morph a whale. There you go. There Done. You go. <laughs> Why didn't she just morph a whale in this one? Because what good would that have done them? <laughs> I don't know. She could have, they could have, I don't know. You're right. <laughs> like what? They could have scared the orca away. Okay, anyway, I guess. There's an orca that's coming up. How come? I thought they had an orca, but maybe not. They were just trying to go get an orca. I thought David has the orca. Oh, that's yeah. Right. Yeah, David has the orca. But didn't they, because they went to SeaWorld, knock off SeaWorld before that mm-hmm. time, remember? And the tunnels all collapsed. No, you're right. Someone does fire. have an orca. Someone has, has something orca? from SeaWorld. I can't look I it up because there will be spoilers. Oh. Yeah, we can't. We're so afraid of the wiki. <laughs> it's burned um, us too many times. <laughs> anyway, they're morphing, they're demorphing, they're wolves, they're fleas, whatever. They are chased for a little while by some Venber who can use echolocation to find them, so they have to, like, go underground. Which, I don't... I guess permafrost is not a thing. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Apparently, and the Yerks have found a way to bring the Venber back to life. This This... We get this through little snippets of what they hear controllers and Venber saying and acts whatever his his ideas about it. But they they brought the Venber back to life by mixing them with human DNA. And but they what they can't figure is how the Venber are being controlled because the Venber bodies are too cold for Yerks to live in. So the mystery continues. What's the deal with Venber? I can tell you right now it doesn't matter. I can tell you right now, I still don't know because I wasn't reading closely by the time we got to it. (laughs) It's because they just wandered around. They're wandering around. They're sad. And eventually, after they eat the seal, they see that the seal had babies and they become baby seals. And that's that's the morph they chose to traverse the Arctic. I mean, baby seals. I guess of their options... They didn't have other. I don't know why. When the first time they saw the polar bear, Jake wasn't like, Let's "Okay, grab here's the polar the bear. attack. We're yeah. all wolves. We're gonna grab the fucking polar bear." Because they're dumb babies. They needed to meet the best character in the Animorph series, Derek. What is happening? <laughs> fucking Derek. So they swim around as baby seals for a while, and they get chased by an orca, and they have to leap out of the water and demorph real quick. And as they do, this guy named Derek sees them. He's like a a person, someone he's gone out, he's left his home, and he's been traveling for a couple days in the North Pole, just fucking hunting, I guess, as one does. And he sees them demorph, and he thinks they're animal spirits. 
and they don't really correct him. They tell him Axe is an alien. I think at some point they're like, <laughs> we didn't say we were animal spirits. And he's like, wink, wink. And he's like, cool, what are you? And they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't matter, Derek. Don't worry about Your it, Derek. Derek. Derek, of all the names, Derek. And they, they like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that is a name common to the North They Pole. highlight it in the book, too, because like. Marco's like Derek really what and I'm like okay I mean I was also thinking of that Marco but you don't need to you don't need to be so rude yeah I don't need to be weird about right? it right we can because we have a podcast yeah we're allowed to say <laughs> shitty things instead you can't just say that to someone's face though Marco <laughs> it was very Cassie's dad and the Ivory Coast again like yeah we're treading that really weird early 2000s yeah. sort of vibe um there's not really a point to Derek. They meet him. He's kind of he's there I guess as some sort of comedic relief, but he is able to lead them to a polar bear that they can acquire the polar bear more from cuz he's like following the polar bear to hunt what the polar bear doesn't get or something. It know. was also very confusing how old Derek was supposed to be cuz they refer to him as a kid, which to me implies yeah, he is their age the or age. younger. But yeah. he specifically says, I've been hunting since I was a kid, which implies that he's old. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. What's the deal? Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, what's the Jeff? deal, Jeff? Jeff, <laughs> we, can't we ask have K. questions. What's up with Derek, Jeff? <laughs> what's the deal with Derek? He also shows them where the Yerk base is, which is super helpful. I mean, we were, like, 70% through this book. We needed to get on with it. That, yeah, my Kindle was like, there's only six minutes left of this book. I was like, what? Okay, I guess if you say so, <laughs> Jeff. <you're> sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, as polar bears, they go to the Yerk base and they, they march in a single file line so that the Venber who are using echolocation can only detect that there's one polar bear, maybe. I don't think that's and how echolocation works, but I don't, I don't either. also want to look into it or debate it. I, and they're able they're able to single file march all the way into the middle of this fucking base before anyone realizes they're there. At which point they start shooting, but then the bandalites they just they run to one of the blade ships that's there and they start to shoot everything with the blade ship to blow it all up. And they make a point to not attack any of the controllers or Venber, but most of them probably die anyway because they're just wandering around the North Pole. Well, not the Venber, obviously they are built for this, but the humans probably all die. And uh, then, for some reason, they don't take the blade ship home. They spend the next three days flying and hitchhiking and go home. I I don't know. Okay, so they actually be able to fly the blade ship because they got all their technology from the Andalites, which we have established several times in this book. (laughs) Okay, so they had this base that made Mm -hmm. it so that they could magically make everything Kendrona raise, whatever, I can't get into mm-hmm. that in santa's workshop yes and then they destroyed the base which uh-huh. i guess fixed it but like surely surely the yerks have like a google drive going no right? just the one place no no the, there was no cloud they're just 1999 they're just gonna do it again is the thing so yes. you guys didn't yeah. ac- and they're just gonna be more secretive it's just gonna it. be in a volcano or something which, yeah. I mean, cool, we'll get to go visit a volcano, I guess, but, like... Maybe, if Eric learns yeah. about it. If Eric isn't too busy stalking teenage girls. Stalking at teenage girls. Oh, oh my God. Uh, 
This was this was a book, man. And I'm trying to think. The ending of this, yes. Because then Marco goes back home. And he takes a shower for an hour. Which, whatever. <laughs> His dad's like, you okay in there? <laughs> no, he's a teenage boy. What yeah, do you mean he's in the bathroom for an hour, Marco's dad? Leave it dad. alone, Marco's dad. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> and then they have this like strange thing where they're like, maybe next time you hear about the abominable snowman, it'll be the Venber. Which is like a thing that Kay Applegate has done a couple times where she tries to be like, the aliens have been here the whole t-. Like, why didn't you make the abominable snowman like always have been the Venber? You know, like, why didn't you yes. use an alien to I- to explain this phenomenon like you've done with whales what and dogs? What a cool thing to have done. Right? But instead it's like, I guess maybe now people will think that the Venber are the abominable snowman, which I guess is convenient. But I don't know why we're bringing it up. And then Marco gets all mad because the Chi cleaned his room while he was gone. <laughs> That's like... Which Eric, like, cool. That was a good thing you did. <laughs> Eric's dad's like... Or, I mean, Marco's dad's like, boy, I sure will miss that phase you were going through. Which I would be like, what was my child trying to hide because they so vigorously cleaned the room? <laughs> what did they do They there? murdered someone, for sure. Yes, 100%. man. (laughs) Well, that's our first ghost-written book. We made it. We did it. I think there were... It was not as bad as it could have been. subtle differences. Yeah, yeah. I think the characters are definitely going to become more of... um, Caricatures? Archetypes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Than they have been, because I think K.A. Applegate probably, rightfully, had felt she had the freedom to play around with her characters whereas i don't know maybe as a ghostwriter you're not yeah a shill just like messing around with another author's property well and i think also for most of them that won't be so good but i think for jake it worked out pretty well because i found jake like very tolerable in this book yeah i'm i'm kind of wondering if we're gonna swing around on jake here um i think he has a pov coming up next yeah Yeah? so we should see and i mm, i don't know if that is it jeff is it jeff i don't know because i think there is one of the in the 20s that because she wrote one more in the 20s. She writes the big plot. No, she does books. She does one more in the 20s, and then the two at the very end, and then the Chronicles and Megamorphs. She still writes. Mm-hmm. But let me see if 26 is... Yeah, I don't think... I think 26 is the last one that she writes before the very last two books. She's her, her blessed Jake. So, cool. Well, whatever. <laughs> we enjoyed him slightly in this book. Um, I also did like Cassie in this one, too. I felt like she's kind of sassy. She was a little bit sassy. Like, I didn't yeah. super like her whole, like, getting annoyed about having to eat things thing. Because she has been very annoying about that. Yeah. <laughs> very self-righteous. But, I mean, it was in character, I guess, so. Yeah, whatever. Was she your most valuable morph? If not, who was? Who was my most valuable morph? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I think Axe, because just he was he was the encyclopedia mm, yeah. again, this this book, as he has been in so many other books where we just need exposition and there he is. So ready to I, maybe maybe Axe. expose. Yeah, but kinda like last week, this is not they not they weren't at their best. Yeah. <laughs> I have to give it to my girl Rachel, because she straight up ripped off her own leg in order to save Rachel. Cassie. So like this is true, Rachel. That was badass. a very badass move. <laughs> I totally forgot she did that. <laughs> yeah, and we said our morbid moment. Yeah, it was the, the taxon thing, thing, 
So yeah. So what are your serious theories then? This book maybe has something to... Uh, I am leaning mm. more towards kind of... I mentioned it in the last Animorphs episode as a joke, but I think it might actually happen now that I think there might be like a big old Avenger-style team-up at the end of the series with all of these aliens that they're mm. gathering. Those two Venber that mm-hmm. lived. We got the Venber, we got the Horfagir, <laughs> we got those frog dudes that I can't remember the names of. We got... The Lyran? Yeah. I think the Halmacrons might come back and be like... Oh, we civil warred it out. Now we're like chill. Um, <laughs> now we're now we're men, so we're cool. Yeah, or something. Gross. You know, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, the chi, the chi are still around. I was completely wrong, mm. assuming that they would never show up again. They are a staple of this universe. So yeah, I think that like yeah. maybe we're gonna get some more some more alien um, team up at the very end of this. Yeah. As that would be a nice way to, yeah. like I said, we just need, we need to expand yes. the universe here. We can't just, things cannot just keep happening in San Francisco mm-hmm. if you want me to believe that this is a worldwide crisis. And that's actually my other theory, because I think that, like, if this was our first ghost-written book, this is maybe setting the tone for how these are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that kind of might be, that maybe we will go further afield, because, like, Applegate will be like, I don't know, do Florida next, you know? You've been there. I haven't. Just, just write about, about Florida. It. I don't care. I have other other books. Where'd you go on spring break? Florida? Fine. That's where it's it takes fine. place. It takes place in Florida. <laughs> so number 32. I don't care. I feel like to some extent, this book was kind of like she had two hats full of like one was full of animals and one was mm-hmm. full of like a basic plot problem. And it was uh-huh. like she pulled one out and it was like Candrona Ray base and then she pulled out polar bear and then she was like make it work and they're like okay it's gonna be a Candrona Ray base at the place where polar bears are I guess <laughs> we'll make it work just, K.A. just go for it <laughs> can you imagine that to her credit like you sat down to write a middle grade YA series and like 25 books later you're like this thing is not fucking over yet <laughs> yeah what have i gotten myself into i know that when she what? like started the series she was fully not intending for it to be ghost written at all but then she like had ideas uh, for other book series that she wanted to go write yeah instead. you can't make this your whole life man you gotta get out there and do other 100 percent. it was totally the like culture of the 90s early yes, aughts I, to do this a publisher decision so i don't yeah. blame her at all to be like fuck it ghost write it i don't care anymore because yeah yeah just just give me the paycheck she was also like a new mom and was trying to parent so like you know i can't i can't blame her for being like here's i need help and i don't know do polar bears who cares whatever i have other stuff to do (laughs) figure it out i don't know what they're gonna do between getting there and blowing the base up figure it out Derek. fine whatever jeffrey (laughs) it doesn't matter You're entertaining 10-year-olds, <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh, yes. All right. So that's it for this week, right? Yeah, I think so. I think we've done did it. Okay. So next week we are going to be starting um, kind of another submission unit, which will probably be ongoing in and out for a while. But we're kicking it off with uh, yeah. Beneath the Canyons by Kyra Halland, which uh, was suggested to us by James. So thank you, James. That's going to be next week. And then the week after that will be another Animorphs book with Animorphs number 26, The Attack. I wonder what could happen. I bet there's no attack, I bet probably not. Seems likely. (laughs) They just get into a fight, like a verbal fight. (laughs) Jake's like, I felt so attacked. My leadership, they attacked it. 
in the meantime, if you have any of your own Animorph series theories or if you know what the temperature is like at the North Pole, you can tweet at us. At, don't talk to us about winter. Do not. You can tweet at us. Don't you dare. At Shuffleware, <laughs> at Shuffleware Cast or email us shufflewarecast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Because if you don't, I will... I will splice your DNA with that of an alien dinosaur. That sounds badass, though. Yeah, I guess. I feel like I'd be sad that I didn't get to be friends with my alien dinosaur clone, though. Mm. I would miss them. We'll turn you into a taxon and all you'll do is hunger. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> uh, if you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you do not, that's okay, because you're allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, Visser 3 morphed into some bizarre giant alien and chomped him down like a piece of sushi. I saw it happen. We all did. Now you know why I have an incredible urge to pee on myself whenever we come near the sky. Shut up. That is not a line from this absolutely a line and an example of what happens when you can't say curses so can't say piss myself. What? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Pee on myself. What in the world? Say, clearly, it wanted to say piss myself, but that one's like, I gotta make yes. this child friendly, and then said pee myself, and that seems like that for some reason also sounds weird. So then he went with pee on myself, which is the pee worst on myself, option. But that's like, that's like people who think if they get stung by a jellyfish, yeah. like, I just, wow. Jeff. <laughs> Amazing, Jeff. Jeffrey, A plus for you. Good, sir. Good work, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't talk about the five. Yeah, because I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs>